right, this is take two. We are we are a little rusty here. You know, we told you the podcast is not going to come out all the time. You know, we're just doing it when we want to do it. Like I'm not I, I'm not in podcast brain mode all the time. <laughs> so I yes I neglected to correctly uh, share screen the theme song, and we are doing take two. So yeah, we had lots of funny riffs. Um, well, all right, I'll bring up the I'll bring up some stuff that we talked about. We talked about how the number one box office performer of the year, Shang Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings, the big Marvel movie, uh, is now uh, sold as many tickets as Wild Hogs, the dad motorcycle uh, comedy that we watched on this show. Um, Man. So it just speaks to the state of cinema. Now, I, I did just see the French Dispatch. And Sam criticized um, criticized Wes Anderson uh, for being a bastion of white culture. And I... <laughs> it's not a criticism. It's just a fact. Oh, you know, that's... Uh, I think that uh, minimizes his body of work. He's done some cool stuff. I even like Isle of Dogs. <laughs> Listen, it's okay to... I don't want to say it's okay to be white, but do you get where I'm going here? This just, it's okay to be white, reminds me of the other thing we talked about, which is uh, Roger Stone's old man come. Yes. And he, Roger Stone took to Facebook and said, since I don't have a biological heir and because the freedom movement needs future warriors, I'm going to freeze some of my sperm in case Laura Loomer decides to bear my child sometime in the future. Hashtag freedom, hashtag warriors. Extreme Joker child. Like <laughs> Loomer's got this Joker lips. Um, her eyes, like she's got really small, like beady eyes. Um, and Stone kind of does too, honestly. The weird thing is they do look kind of like they could be father and daughter. Um, very excited for the Stone Loomer hybrid. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like you said, a Joker-fied face with wearing, like, suspenders. Um, how early do you think he will have his offspring get the prerequisite Nixon back tattoo? It, it's like the circumcision. You got to do it as young <laughs> as possible so they don't remember it. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, poor Loomer is going to be like, wait, so we're our kid's going to have a bris? He's like, well, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time. And I'm going to do it right this time. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen. 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 Who let the hogs out? This is Hog Planet. I am Dan Spaventa, joined by my cohort, uh, who I would never trust to be the armorer on uh, my set. Uh, Sam uh, Lewis is here. Yeah, if I yell out cold gun, do not listen to me. Uh, what's up, everybody? Sam Lewis here from 
DC. And as you, it, all the viewers know already what this episode is going to start off with. Dan has the hideous, like, bedraggled, how do you even describe Alec Baldwin in his look? In, in the image that was taken the day he would kill a woman. <laughs> um, yeah. So my background on Zoom here is the picture Baldwin shared on his Instagram the day. And we're talking about, obviously, the shooting on the set of Rust, which is a story that we were like, we were going to record this like a week or two ago. And we were like, well, you know, maybe we should just wait and see what, what else happens. And like every every few days more uh, comes out about this story. So we we figured now would be a good time to, um, you know, to go through this. And yes, the picture is of Baldwin in some like, you know, he's in the, the grizzled old man makeup. Um, he's got the full beard. Um, I, I would say that would, I would qualify that as an ascot. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's like a kerchief in a, in a of a sort. Just like really take that in, because imagine that was the last thing you saw before you passed away. I just it's it seems like something we would make up for this show. Like it and that's why, real. like we we have we have given. Uh, Alec Baldwin a piece of our minds a few times like it is it has been documented on here numerous times that I'm blocked by him on Twitter um he can't handle the truth um I when I heard this story because initially it was like principal actor uh like uh involved in like accidental shooting on set of Alec Baldwin film it was like Okay, it was him, right? Like, you know, yeah. you immediately it was him. It, it, it had to be. And I, I don't know, it's so shitty because I was so ready to believe it because of all the times he gets, like, in fights in, like, the village in, in Manhattan where he lives. Over a parking and, like, spot. Yeah, like, always duking it out with, like, some other person who's worth, like, $200 million over, you know, yeah, a, a parking spot, a, you know, who cut who in line. He's having these, like curb your enthusiasm ass like hijinks and in, in manhattan and it can't, was forget too- when he, can't forget when he called his daughter a nasty little pig as oh, <laughs> like too on topic for for hog planet yeah that's but, true so on on my side i've got as my background for the listeners hannah gutierrez reed the 24 year old armorer who supposedly uh shall we say, fumbled the bag on this whole uh, prop gun fiasco. And I don't think you could ask for a less appropriate photo of yourself, which is her with like guns crossed and like bullet rounds on like, what, what do you even call these? Like the like shoulder looking- holsters. Like, I don't even, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, she's ready for war in that image. And uh, it's kind of uh, in hindsight, pretty, uh, pretty bleak. She's doing but, uh, TikTok face in this. Yeah, just, uh, oh, I don't know. Just that dead-eyed Zoomer look. <laughs> this is like the last thing you see at the Travis Scott uh, Astro World concert. Oh. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's, uh, l- let's, let's take a look at the article in the LA Times that seems to be the consensus, like, best uh, breakdown of this so 
it seems like this production of this movie rust starring alec baldwin and produced by alec baldwin uh was plagued with problems before the fatal shooting um now where do you want to start with this like the, the crew walking off where 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 to begin here yeah i mean it, it is kind of a saga because i don't it's the article starts off with just Alec Baldwin's like pained utterance upon realizing he had fired a live round, which I didn't realize. I thought it was a, um, I thought he had fired a blank because there's like three kinds of bullets we're talking about here. We've got a live round, which is what was actually fired, um, not a blank. A blank, if I, even the, despite the name, it does fire apparently like a, a wad of paper out that can hurt someone. I don't know if it can kill someone the way that like a live round can. I think it came uh, from easily. just like up close, you know. Yeah, yeah, but um, and then the the third type is a dummy round, which just goes like pop. It's like a cap, like in a cap gun. It doesn't go. It doesn't shoot anything out, to my knowledge. So that's what he thought he was shooting was a dummy round, and supposedly the dummy round somehow was swapped. That was not what was in that box, and it was actually a live round. So he shot through, um through the the director like and it went and th the bullet went out her back and then hit another person um yeah no no it didn't go through, through her chest yes it was like extremely lethal uh in that regard uh yeah and hit the and helena hutchins is the uh director of photography uh or cinematographer i think uh that's the victim's name and uh also joel souza was the director who was also shot uh in the same shot and then yeah uh, and he he yelled out like what the fuck was that that burns which is like i i, I guess like if i was shot or i guess he was kind of like grazed by it i wasn't sure but um i wouldn't i i how would you like know that sensation unless you've had it before it'd be it must be such a weird thing yeah i i i feel like obviously like you kind of know what happened if like you saw the the you know the gun go off and it's not just uh well and also they weren't even planning on it it was just like a rehearsal and apparently it was even for a scene where he didn't even have to like supposedly he didn't even have to shoot the gun in the scene or something like like there was well, no that's, reason yeah that's what's being alleged in a in a pending lawsuit against him which we will get to but um, you know the the article just starts out the LA Times article with you know Alex Alec Baldwin saying what the fuck just happened like the first thing he says what and the something fuck he apparently was happened. repeating yeah which is like again too easy to like too easy to oh, uh, envision. Oh, but... Alec Baldwin! <laughs> I can't do it. I feel like if you have a good Baldwin, I don't think either impression. of us has a solid Baldwin impression for this um it's not I... it's not tasteful perhaps uh yeah we're, we don't we're... need to well <laughs> <laughs> all right like this is really sad and is it his fault uh, th th there are several aspects where you could make that case i think so on on that set um Basically, it seemed there were issues with the crew members and uh, driving uh, really far distances after long shooting days. And yeah, the the like spark that uh, set them off and led a bunch of people to 
a lot of the camera crew to quit the same day of the shooting was um, concerns over safety, but also specifically the concern about uh, their having to drive a long distance, like you said, from Albuquerque to the ranch where this was filmed, which is, you know, in some godforsaken part of New Mexico. And um, they, and so they were supposedly they were giving them hotel rooms nearby, but then after a while, only certain people were getting them. And then they just were, and then they were denying them. And eventually being denied a hotel room is what set off um, the, the camera crew to just, you know, a significant number of them to walk off. And this, and this led to like that morning, uh, a big walk off and they had to, and they had to um, pack up all their gear, which took a while. And then they were replaced by what seemed to be basically like kids out of high school. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And, and of course, a lot has been made of the fact that they were, um, you know, IATSE members, however we pronounce that acronym. <laughs> and right. uh, the, and, you know, union workers were replaced with when they staged a walkout with scabs who were probably, you know, underexperienced. And um, there's one thing I didn't know before I read this article is that like three, uh, there were three additional accidental discharges um, before the shooting of uh, Holiness Hudson Hutchins. And um, so I think that's, those were the safety concerns that they were citing it wasn't because later on people criticized them and said, Oh, you were just trying to get fancy hotel rooms, but it seems like they also had concern about safety given how many accidental discharges were on record before that. And especially given, you know, who was handling this. I mean, this yeah. young woman here, one Hannah, like, come on. Yeah. Not to mention um, the um, fuck. What was I going to say? Um, um, the crew members were saying that this was it, that they weren't even getting paid. Yeah. And also the hotel rooms that they were like bitching about, um, that, you know, the, that the, the film production was withholding were like 50 bucks a night. It's like, yeah, given I, how I, much I, I, yeah. it's like an hour's pay for one of these, you know, union guys. Like, are you kidding me? I don't know. Yeah, and uh, what do you what do we make of Alec Baldwin's role as producer of of the film? Like he clearly, you know, was involved in creating this atmosphere where you had a, a mass, uh, you know, walkout. Yeah, and apparently there were lots of it's an it's like an indie sort of western, but it I, I don't know. I'm getting big small business tyrant energy from Baldwin's. Uh, handling of this his role in it the fact that budget concerns were cited so frequently the fact that they were too cheap to pony up for like the 50 dollars a night for a hotel room for their camera crew um i, I don't know like there's there's i do think ultimately legally the a producer is responsible for something like like you know preventing a worst case scenario like this um and i don't everything i've heard about it it just sounds like when you're working in like a shitty, I don't know, like in a restaurant or something where they don't make a lot of money so they don't pay anybody. And like, you know, it. there's all these like, every single second you're supposed to worry about the budget. And in the meantime, you're interacting with Alec Baldwin who's worth like however many, like hundreds of millions of dollars at this point. You know, I, I could see it being like a really toxic workplace from just that perspective. Yeah. 
um and the more you you hear from uh these people on the record um you know you know th there's a quote in here that says like it always felt like the budget was more important than crew members from the a camera first assistant lane looper um in the place is called bonanza creek ranch <laughs> yeah it's um, like the site of a former you know western uh mining town yeah like an called, old like, bonanza city <laughs> yeah um it's such a crazy story because it really is the kind of thing that like you wouldn't you know you wouldn't think possible like oh there's got to be so many things that would prevent that like you're just an actor like people use guns on set all the time um oh uh hannah gutierrez reed's dad was a uh industry renowned uh gun expert who brought her to set uh when he was shooting the 2007 outlaw movie 310 to yuma which is very good man those second gen uh second gen showbiz kids can never trust them <laughs> they're yeah, all seriously they're all fucking nepotism cases <laughs> it sucks and i mean no. helena hutchins was such an interesting person too she was like a she was born in ukraine um she had originally been like an investigative journalist for um for british documentaries before she got into film um and she was you know she was only like 42 at the time so someone who like probably was going to go on to have you know some an illustrious career in film and it was cut short by just this bullshit and your girl right here anna i mean i don't know what to say i mean i guess like we should also mention the other assistant director who's caught a lot of heat from this dave halls um because he's the one who supposedly yelled out cold gun to Baldwin when he threw him the gun that would, he would eventually use to kill Helena Hutchins. And now Gutierrez Reed does claim uh, through her attorneys that she fought for training uh, to maintain weapons in proper time to prepare for gunfire, but ultimately was overruled by production and her department. The whole production set became unsafe due to various factors, including lack of safety meetings, well, you would think that's kind of on her, uh, but... I mean, yeah, if it is that unsafe, she could have joined the ongoing strike that was seemed to have been occurring, or I don't know. You know, it's like, I feel like silly speaking on it, sometimes being like, this is what you should have done, because I've never been on like a movie set for any significant role other than making prop food for one or two places that like shot in the, in the restaurant I used to work at. But... Um, I don't know. It just seems like a big fucking mess. And like the, again, it gives you the sense of like a small business that's being run really badly by like a super, you know, the super rich tyrant Cutting boss. A lot of corners here, Baldwin. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was no medic on site during pre-production uh, when they crazy. were constructing sets, um, which, you know, it's not exactly... Uh... This guy got stabbed in the hand while constructing onset gallows and uh there was no medic i guess yeah um you know uh, look the the uh production clearly was fucked up like i bet a lot of independent movies are shot this way people do it for for the love of it they're not there to you know make a huge profit or anything 
right um unless they're the producers or whatever but a movie like this would have just come and gone we never would have fucking heard about it you know yeah it's it's just as like one of those like old man vanity projects you know it's fun to make westerns come on who doesn't like that yeah but alec baldwin he's so not not a western guy not a not a not a period piece kind of guy to me yeah it really kind of takes you out of it to have like jack with donaghy i don't know with like shooting from the hip it doesn't make any sense okay here's uh here's something that stood out to me uh in fact within the rust production office the request for hotel rooms for crew members had been treated as a joke so much so that someone on the production staff had ordered custom black long sleeve t-shirts with quote error 404 housing not found and <laughs> abq albuquerque is an hour away printed on them a photo of the shirts which someone with knowledge of the situation said arrived at the production office on the morning of the killing was shared w- with the LA times. So that's oh. confirmed. That's bleak. very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. This line stood out to me um, the, uh, regarding Alec Baldwin. They, the article says the actor was a feared, but respected presence on set and crew members said the energy shifted whenever he arrived everyone tried to stay out of his eye line lest they be a distraction like everyone there is i mean i'm sure that happens on plenty of films that that's when there's someone that famous walking around that's successful but i don't know i get this like there's there's like a weird sense i'm getting from this whole work environment that sounds pretty toxic yeah you know you have people like taking naps on the road on the way home so they can like get reach home without passing out yeah and and that drive is you know bleak like the 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 highway the four-lane highway between albuquerque and santa fe which are like 75 80 miles away from one another or something like that is um i don't know like imagine driving that in the middle of the you know the night out in like the high desert like it does sound especially after working like 11, you know, 12 hour days uh, and, and doing hard work all day, you know, in, in the hot sun, it's just like, I don't know. I, I have, I definitely like feel sympathy for them. And that's why I guess like what I'm trying to build to is like, I don't feel like Baldwin's turn after that um, kind of there, especially the fact that I'm on his Instagram, he shared the costume designer, Teresa, Magpale Davis's like Facebook expose. Yeah, it's like if he had just stayed silent and stayed out of it, and like apparently he's been like in touch with her husband, uh, with Halina Hutchinson's husband and son, and he's been like you know, uh, you know, uh, supporting them or something. But I mean, would you would you want if if he killed your wife? Would you want to hang out with Alec Baldwin? No, I don't. Yeah, I would be afraid he was coming to finish the job on the family, honestly. But um, no, it's just it is just weird. So the fact that he went ahead and shared her defense, which is she basically is saying, like, all the camera crew who quit or, you know, who walked off set because of the hotel situation were just trying like they were just being assholes and they were just trying to, like, get fancy hotel rooms for themselves and stuff like that, which 
sounds insane. Like she says the camera crew had hotels. They just didn't feel they were fancy enough. Not that they were unsafe. You can't tell me that six big men felt so unsafe in their hotel, but were fine sleeping in their cars and parking lots, which never happened, which like they also claimed. Like there's all this like weird vitriol from this lady towards ostensibly her fur- her fellow workers. And she contradicts herself like a bunch of times. She says that the days weren't long, but does acknowledge that they were working like she says they were under 12 hour days, which I'm sorry if you've ever worked an 11 hour day, you know, that's actually like a 12 hour day, especially if your factory in this long ass commute that they have. Yeah. Um, like an hour or something. So you're really cut. Yeah. The difference between like an 11 and a half hour shift and a 12, 13 hour shift is really not that big in my book. Um, so that's kind of bullshit. But um, she also like says like, you know, this idea about the vi- the environment is all bullshit. Like we were all being safe. Um, you know, all these claims, there's this, what, you know, the mob is coming for us with pitchforks saying that we, uh, you know, th- that there was this like unsafe labor issue. But then she acknowledges later on that there's, uh, that like, it's good. To, it, she should like says in the, she's like in the future, I would call out an assistant director handing a gun to an actor who doesn't ask to see the gun cleared. Like Paul's admitted to the investigation recently, like after that she, no, actually before she posted this thing on Facebook saying that um, like confirming that he did not thoroughly check the gun. Um, and that's like in, again, with like, why is Alec Baldwin talking so much about this when there's like investigation, like ongoing litigation about this? Um, it's insane. Cause like, these facts are going to come out now. They're going to come out and, the, and like these details are, are going to like, maybe he's trying to get in front of like what he thinks is going to be taken a certain way, but it's just fucking crazy. Cause like, this is all so such bullshit, like this defense and Baldwin sharing it is just like real boomer brain. I don't know. Yeah. Not to mention, okay. One thing like she says we had several safety meetings, sometimes multiple ter- per day. So which is it? Did they have them or not? Like, cause these are, con- these are completely at this point, conflicting reports. And also yeah. just so boomer of Baldwin to post like seven Instagram photos in a row of like, like on his grid of like this Facebook post, like that is the most boomer thing you could possibly do. Yeah. His screenshot job is terrible too. Like the ends are cut off. Like you lose like whole sentences if you try <laughs> to like actually read through it. And yeah, any, again, you can just kind of, you know, you can upload multiple images under the same post that people can swipe through but he has you scrolling backwards through his feed, trying to read this thing. Powerful boomer energy. And I mean, sharing something from Facebook on Instagram, it's, it's really intense. Um, yeah. I, the, the last thing I have on her, on, on Davis's screed is how she calls the, the camera crew camera jerks. I was like, what Jesus. is this? Like, this is so immature. And then <laughs> like, the producer and the person who's like at the center of this whole thing, sharing it i'm like what are you fucking thinking dude this is such bad taste um so i don't know the assistant director said he did not thoroughly check the gun he handed to alec baldwin in the affidavit um so no shit sherlock is dave halls really to blame i i think yeah i mean the thing is like the thing with hannah gutierrez is that you know, if you're the armorer, that is a title, but assistant director, producer, these are people who like, when you're starting to like really look at like who is going to be responsible in the eyes of the law, 
Yeah, when you're 24 years old, you're taking like their directions anyway. You're not like making decisions for your for yourself. Like, let's be real here, especially on a small set like this. You kind of just defer to like, you know, the people who are writing the checks. Yeah, for all the smoke I have for um for you know Gutierrez Reed. I mean, yeah, like you said, she's 24 on a set. She's a nepotism case. Um, it's it's funny that she's so like has such a goofy aesthetic in it that has aged so poorly, as you can see my background here. But like, I don't know. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's gotta be the people with the titles who take this on. And also the fact that um it's eerie that Dave Halls was on the set of the crow where um bruce lee's son brendan is was that killed. right really apparently I, I i i may be i'm quoting this from a post um that would be crazy but I mean, he was working at the time he worked on fargo he worked on the matrix reloaded uh so okay no, the crow's a little older than that i think but uh he's been around for a while this guy um, yeah he was what, just i mean he was on the set i don't think he was like <laughs> i don't think he like struck again you know what i mean i don't think I he see, was like the 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 at this in this he's like really like this at the center of it i think i don't think that was the case with the crow but he was on the set of the crow which is just kind of eerie because it's one of the most higher profile previous examples of something like this happening but um of course like hannah gutierrez reed has lawyered up and her lawyers uh they fucking rock that's all i have to say about hold them. on hold on let's uh Let's watch. Jason Gorance there, the attorney's oh, yes. is this them? Yes, gets you a perfectly smooth lawyer. That's what I like to see. Like, yeah, this listeners- is this guy's some real Avenatti, like j- just extreme cue ball, like turtle club <laughs> energy. Yeah, when you're when you're too busy doing late legal chicanery to worry about your hair growing, you just fucking nuke it. Like that's what this guy on the right has. Guy on the left much more average looking has hair uh not wearing a tie looks like a schlub and is glowering at the camera (laughs) yeah uh okay hannah gutierrez reed good morning to both of you Good morning, Savannah. Good morning, Savannah. Before we get into the facts of this case, you had released a statement last week. You said Hannah was beside herself and devastated by what had happened. How would you describe her state of mind right now? Savannah, I think uh, she was absolutely devastated. She remains uh, very emotional about everything that's happened. As you can imagine, um, coming on the scene after and everything that she saw, she's heartbroken um and and she's just Very devastated dead by voice. what's happened well, the <laughs> <laughs> why did they show the picture, picture of her with the guns crossed on set it was your client who loaded <laughs> the gun so how does she explain how a live round got into that gun this ought to be good I think that's the most pivotal question in this case, and I think yeah. that is going to be so the answer question it. that we want the FBI, want the sheriff, want the district yeah, attorney. The FBI. Uh, uh, we know they're going to address it. We both are fe- former federal prosecutors. The FBI oh, is super yeah. competent. That is, we don't even know that, and let me tell you why, Savannah. Uh, there was a box of dummy rounds, and the this box is, is labeled dummy. Um, <laughs> Hannah did take from that box which she, uh, by all accounts, yes. should have been able to rely on, that Come contains on. only dummy rounds. She loaded rounds from that box into the 
the handgun. How uh, did only they get there? Only later to find out there is a, and she had no idea, she inspected the rounds, that there was a live round. Now, we don't know, however, um, whether that live round came from that box. We're assuming it did. We're assuming somebody put the live round in <gasps> that box, which if you, Wait a if minute. you think about that. It was Colonel uh, Mustard. The person who put the live round in the box of dummy rounds had to have the purpose of sabotaging this set. There's no way to do that, that you would mix that live round in the with saboteur. the saboteur. Let me just stop you right there. Is that yeah. the theory of the case, that someone intentionally placed a live round into a box of dummies? Defend that assertion. Ending up in a weapon we, that would we be used on set? So that that is the question. That is what they're saying, basically, that some disgruntled employee tried to turn Alec Baldwin, like f set him up to 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 fire a live round. So this fucking rocks because they're former federal prosecutors. Did you know that like the federal government, when they prosecute um, anyone for the most part, they have like a ninety five percent conviction rate. Like it's. It's like shooting fish in a barrel for them because they have every resource possible. <laughs> but and I'm sure these guys cost a lot of money. They have they're coming. They're like you can see in um in the the clip that they're speaking from Vegas. They do have big Vegas legal industry energy. But um these guys are absolutely lawyering their ass off. They are completely getting you to just sow any doubt possible. Just like even taking something, you know, you think that the fact that there were labor issues on set is indicative of the fact that maybe like Baldwin and Gutierrez, Reed and Halls should be held accountable for their workplace. Uh, wrong. Actually, the labor issues are indicative of the fact that someone clearly, some disgruntled cameraman clearly was like, I got a plan. I'll make Alec Baldwin shoot up someone, someone who apparently all the cameramen were really like friendly with um, Helena Hutchins. And so, and she like was hugging them and crying when they walked off. So it makes like no sense at all. But it and just, she had fought think, for better conditions for the crew. Like she was, she was by all accounts, very, very, very uh, good, good person, you know, in, in that sense. Uh, so, well, let's see a little more from these fellas. We don't have a, a theory yet. We are <laughs> yes, you fucking, you just you said just it. Said trying it. to get all the facts. That's one of the possibilities. Uh, okay. That just asking questions a round here. That's supposed to contain only dummy uh, bullets, prop ammunition, that have a projectile but are incapable of being fired. And they resemble a real round. Why and the would reason someone for that, do Savannah, that? Is that when you good question? Well, who in your mind had the wanna... motive and the opportunity to do it? Have you ever heard of Occam's razor, bro? I believe that somebody uh, who would do that would want to sabotage the set, oh want to prove God. a point, want to say that they're disgruntled, they're unhappy, oh, and we shit. know that people oh. had already walked off the set the day before. Um, and they had been, and, and they're unhappy. And the reason they were unhappy is they're working 12 to 14 hour days. They were not given hotel rooms. So which is I it? Were they, they under 12 hour yeah, days or, or were they 12 to 14 hour days? Shut the fuck and they're up. Unhappy. Is, um, I, I just want to be crystal clear. Is that, yeah. are you saying that potentially <laughs> those that were unhappy, this disgruntled <laughs> crew members who had walked off the set, they're kind of like potential David Chase. suspects in your mind. Yeah. Miserable. Intentionally placing a live round to prove a point in your words. Okay, it's about to go to an ad, so...
The Everyone... silent man is so disturbing because the guy who's doing all the talking is like the cue ball on the right. The other guy is just fucking silent, glower, like just mean mugging the fucking camera <laughs> like the whole time. Oh, he looks like shit. <laughs> um, oh. I mean, these guys rule. That's my last uh, criminal defense. More, more power to you, I guess. Like, you got to be really creative to come up with some bullshit like this, or cynical. Honestly. I guess they're doing like their power. job. Uh, just like Alec Baldwin wishes to allow police officers on set to do their job of keeping the set safe for weapons. Um, Alec, Baldwin, the guys who kill like like hundreds of people every year, just like frequently on acts like the, the you know people doing mental health checkups on their neighbors and then the cops show up and just shoot everyone like really really these are the guys you want to have in charge like what is this blue lives matter bullshit tweeting from his private now private account sharing the same message on his personal instagram page he said every film and tv set that uses guns fake or otherwise should have a police officer on set Hired by the production to specifically monitor weapons safety. Yeah. yeah I, next I, time they do a Star Wars movie, they'll make sure that like Han Solo's blaster doesn't, you know, fucking kill someone, I guess. Good idea. Yeah, I I imagine like the bodies will just pile to the ceiling if this is uh carried out. Also, like, do we really need to like go uh do we really need to like decide what the solution to this problem is? Uh, from Alec Baldwin himself, like who is clearly, uh, you know, a mess right now. Yeah, we should. We'll, we'll increase the amount of cops on set so that next time they could just like. So Alec Baldwin it. can like feel better. Yeah, they can, or they'll just like take him into custody right then and there. I'm like, <laughs> buddy, you like you with all these lawsuits against you are the one who's gonna you the guy who's probably gonna be held ultimately responsible for this because you're the only person with any money to sue on this endeavor. Uh, you want more cops around, buddy? Um, I think it's also funny that he padlocked his uh, Twitter account as soon as he posted this. Yeah, that's it's legendary. Uh... Powerful celebrity movie. behavior when you have like so many followers like it doesn't even matter if your account is locked like <laughs> you're like like what millions of followers um so there's an finally there's a new lawsuit um from the rust electrician serge svetnoy who is now saying that the scene did not require alec baldwin to shoot the revolver which is absurd because like the whole reason that you know the whole reasoning or the story i've heard about this is that he was supposed to do a scene where he fired directly at the camera which is why you know obviously like the director of photography was sitting there like with the camera looking through it and we got the full blast of it um but now uh serge svetnoy just has the best name on earth in my opinion um, and he was apparently like a close friend of Hutchins. She died in his arms after being shot. Um, he de details all of this and of course, an emotional Facebook post. Um, but either way, um, I think he he's suing uh, Alec Baldwin for like severe emotional distress, I believe, because she was his friend and she died in his arms and he is the producer on the fucking set. So like, 
ultimately he's like who's gonna he's, be held responsible for this it's just the way the law works yeah um i hope baldwin gets sued by everyone and just, just yeah fuck that guy i mean you don't want to you know i wouldn't wish this on anyone of course but this is like just just fuck alec baldwin like couldn't couldn't happen to a nicer guy you know and he's gonna he's gonna settle anyway unless this like gets like some unless like there's something really crim you know some criminal charges really stick like you know involuntary manslaughter or something um which i don't i, I don't know i don't know anything about that about criminal defense so don't fucking quote my legal opinions on this but either way um i just I, I just feel like he's the one to be held responsible for this and he should just he's gonna settle and just it's gonna he's gonna pay out some fraction of the money he has sitting around that would otherwise go to like hilaria his wife who doesn't who fakes like being spanish or something wasn't that a whole media cycle that she was like pretending Hila- to be like hilaria baldwin yeah she was pretending to be Latina spanish heritage. or something I saw a clip of her, and she's like, uh, "I don't know how you say cucumber." <laughs> I was like, "This is such bullshit." Yeah, it's so it's good. Bad. Stealing race valor to be just like a different kind of European is legendary. Like it's like if I just was like, "No, I'm actually Bulgarian." Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, is that is that our is that a wrap on our Baldwin coverage for now? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, more power to the people. Well, who we just kind of wanted to go through the story. I don't. We, we don't really have any spectacular takes on it. It's just like, it's pretty fucking crazy, and uh, I feel like we just had to talk about it on here. It could only happen on a hog planet. And that's why it has to be discussed. It's... And there were several hogs of note at work, so that's where we're at. All right. Uh, up next, I I saw this going around a little bit the other day, and it, it was just. It had to be shared on this show. This is extreme hog comedy. Um, we have some new stand-up from someone who I've met before, actually. Um, Jim Brewer, who was, was by all accounts, a, very, a, a nice guy from people I know who, who've worked with him. Um, but something seems to have uh, gone amiss with him during COVID. Um, are you familiar with Brewer? Uh, probably from Half Baked, right? I have seen the movie Half Baked, so I am familiar with Jim Brewer. What's his line? Like, sucks to be you, man. And he he prays to Jerry Garcia, or he carries like Jerry Garcia's ashes around. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the most, that's probably like his most significant con or most recognizable contribution to date. You know, it's funny. He was kind of having a bit of a moment a few years ago when the Mets were in the World Series. He was, like, really big on social media, like, about the Mets. And then just as soon as COVID hit, he just went insane, uh, you know, anti-vaccine, anti-mask. And um, we have some comedy. This is the most, like, anti-vax comedy I've ever seen. Like, I I have not seen... And, I, and you know, I encounter it all at work. Like, but I have truly not seen an anti-vax comedy set like this. And it's it's four minutes, and we're just gonna have to go through this. I think, uh, right, Sam? Much to my chagrin, it's it, we got to go through it. It's some of the, it, it's it's doper than dope. I don't know what to say. So the the, the caption is these are facts, all caps. <laughs> um, and the special is called somebody had to say it. 
which is so just like you know uh like caution tape on your mouth you know it's just just that that you know stand-up type hope i don't get thrown in jail for this all right let's let's watch some brewer and everyone that wants to talk to you about facts science <laughs> no, you should be fat. <laughs> wow. That, that's all I see when they talk like that. No, this is real. It's the fat that researched it. The font is so excruciating. It's exactly what you're saying. The like caution, explicit, dangerous content. So he's just like doing the like face, like yeah, like he's I'm a doing, stupid like, guy. He's doing like the Carlos Mencia, like do do do. There's a little parakeet just waiting for the news to come on. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> when the news comes on, Doctor Fauci's on. Doctor Fauci's on. Okay, so he is the volume of the squawk, and he's like impersonating what, like a par- he says parakeet, but he means parrot. Um, like be you know likening us libs, I guess, to this, and, uh, and like oh, you'll just repeat everything you hear, and also walking around and doing like hands the behind most your back comedy. comedy. Is, yeah, this is. <laughs> Two masks, three masks, three masks, two masks, ah, vaccine, 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 wear the mask, ah, numbers are going up, numbers are going up, ah. What is your gripe, man? What is, like, what are you upset? <laughs> so he's upset with people repeating stuff that's on the news, I guess? Like, what is, what these, is are facts, these are facts, these are facts, trust the science, trust the science, ah. All over the place. Um. So, how would you? Where would you place this? Like, 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 what do you think his audience is these days? Yo, the thing is, he is getting laughs from this. I mean, it's not like he's I mean, bombing. You know, he he. People will come out to see Brewer because he's been on SNL. He's been in a couple movies. You know, he's. But. Well, I'm laughing at it. But not for the same reason they are, I think. No, no, that's it's a good like, point because we are it's, laughing. It, it's not that it's cringe. It's like, it, it's just. <laughs> no, it is that it's cringe. It's really cringe. <laughs> it's cringe, but he's so confident. No, I know. It's like you like like some people went in during went inside during COVID and like would never emerge the same. Yes. No. Means. Nobody can see your background yet, Sam. It's it's full. I full screen this. So well, you gotta put them be back nice in the birdcage. Jeez. Trust the science. Do you know he opened for Metallica on like two years ago? I think on their tour, <laughs> doing comedy. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't like you know shredding. No, he wasn't or, like, shredding. rapping or something. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what makes you feel smarter. Oh, <laughs> he, he posted four minutes of this. Yeah. And this isn't the only clip. He has other clips of this. Yeah. Like two sad. Years, this two years is going to be a play. It's not stupid. Six foot safe. 
Fight for danger. He's like losing his mind like six foot on camera. Fight for danger. Next year on Broadway. Six foot day. Why is it on Broadway? When six foot, you're safe He's going really like stream of consciousness. Like th this is not like written material. It's just like it doesn't seem like written material. Just as basically like saying like COVID, like like social distance, like day, like that's basically the set. And then he's just like you know mincing around the stage. Yeah. He's getting eaten up in the quotes on this though. Like they're getting his ass in the danger. Step back in social distance. Six foot six. Fight the danger. <laughs> Here come the terrorizers coming to breed on you. Oh. <laughs> Sound effects. Like, my man, please. Like, it's he's blowing the mic out. Imagine, like, having to go up and getting the mic after him. And it's just like... <laughs> Oh, you can hear the phlegm. Oh, God. He's a grandma killer. <laughs> Selfish human being doesn't care about others. Grandma killer. He's basically just doing like an ACDC voice. Yes. Um, I don't know what song he's trying to parody here. It's not Psycho like, Killer. He's got like classic rock brain sort of like... This is the face of like Gen X. So he's doing the Broadway thing again. Numbers going up. Broadway parakeet. This is what doing the Broadway real parakeet again. He's being real because this is what's going on in his fucking brain. This is his brain. No, I know, and that's that's what's so special about this because this is like you are you are you are get like through like 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 you're literally looking through magnifying glass into the brain of like a COVID brain dead man. Yeah. And it's like someone kind of like, like, we weren't all destroyed by this, but some people were destroyed by this. Like they'll never be normal again. And I'm telling you, it's been a hardest. It's been hard on boomers, but I think it's also been really hard on Gen X and Gen I Xers mean, are the clearly. most. Yeah. Yeah. As you could tell. And Gen Xers are uh, like Gen X men are like one of the most conservative demographics. They're like, the only significantly Republican demographic that isn't like the greatest generation. <laughs> like even boomers are, you know, it's not, it's, they don't have the same kind of, uh, I don't know, numbers, I guess, but uh, yeah, this is exactly Gen X uncle who watched too much Joe Rogan and is telling you jokes about it. Ask yourself, how does a human being get so scared so scared. Like 600,000 people died, my guy. Like that, they, that they're in their car by themselves. Someone had to say it. What kind of terror is going <laughs> through? Right. Your body wants to get rid of toxins. That's why you <laughs> drop a deuce. That's why you <laughs> pee. That's why you go, oh my God, little fart Just, noises. He like, farted when he pissed. He, hold on. <laughs> you gotta get that piss sound back. You know, toxins, that's why you <laughs> drop a deuce. <laughs> drop a deuce. Okay, now the piss sound. That's why you pee. That's why you One more time, one more time. What is coming out? It sounds like that damn. The piss is just like.
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. If we're laughing, it sounds like he's got a good he's onto something here. But only because he's like <laughs> because it's so bad. It's the worst thing I, I've ever seen. Does it get rid of toxins? That's why you <laughs> drop a deuce. That's why you <laughs> pee. That's why you go. <laughs> That's why you go, <laughs> that's why when you drink, you <laughs> your body spits oh it out. God. The last thing you want to do is, <laughs> can I have that back? Oh my God. So you can't, what is he wear, like, <laughs> you can't wear masks because you buy yourself in a car. <laughs> like, are you pissing and shitting at the mask? What the fuck are you talking God. about? Gut protruding. <laughs> <sighs> I hope I don't get myself sick. Years ago, we would have been stopping him at a red light. Are you okay? <laughs> because two years ago, there was no coronavirus. <laughs> oh man! Take the mask off. Are you trying to kill yourself? God loves you. God loves you. Science don't love you. God loves you. So, so oh. this is also a plug for his podcast. Which is amazing. Like, it's so brave to pick this out. But I don't know. I, okay, like four minutes of this is really enjoyable from a you know outsider perspective. But like an hour plus, like like weekly content on this level. Like how much more can you do? Somebody had to say it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, democracy dies in darkness. I'm glad his voice is getting out there. We need more. Yeah, I, I was happy to see that g going around because sometimes like uh, the anti-vax celebrities, I feel like get off a little easy. So it's it, it was nice to see this getting a little traction online and people just like, calling out Brewer for being a total fucking COVID moron. The number one thing you just don't I, necessarily I, have to be a dick about. I like the six foot thing. I love I love when people are like, well, oh, you're worried about coronavirus. What's wrong with you? I'm like, like literally like 600,000 like, people choking died. On myself. Like, yeah, like, like, like more people died in this than the civil war. Are you fucking kidding me? Like it's I don't know. It's pretty serious. I mean, like you have to like really be down, uh, you know, a certain rabbit hole to believe that like all of the news media about this is lies. Like what is the incentive? yeah they're always like oh they just want to control you i'm like make you do what like make the like economy crash like what do you talk what is the angle i don't i don't know i mean we're i'm pro lab leak theory on here um uh, long as it's not used to go uh, justify military intervention in uh people's republic of china shout out president xi but um like this is just ridiculous <laughs> like like thinking that it's like a hoax is the best because i'm like what do you think people have been doing for the past two years no and also just like you know when you do your comedy it's like that's what's top of mind for you so like top of mind for him is just like why is everybody being though like why is everybody so worried about like like getting the disease that's going to like kill you and he's like he's so offended that people would would like not agree with his stance when it's like dude like we've all considered what you're saying and we've all are smart enough to be like that's fucking stupid like these these restrictions are here for a reason and like the whole you know procedures we've done to de deal with covid like 
they're not just for nothing you know and like yeah i didn't wear a mask at the fucking movie like i don't i'm at a point but i'm also vaccinated so brewer like just if you got vaccinated like like you're fine like nobody would bother you but instead you've made this your whole fucking thing and somebody had to say it sounds like a really (laughs) shitty special it's it's like you know naming a special triggered i don't even know this is like it's so funny that we're getting like these like b b class level like you know specials on that are just like oh has anyone else noticed that covid is fake <laughs> like i don't know it's just so weird uh i don't know more power to him whatever i hope his patreon does well shout out the brew crew <laughs> um all right did you want to show this video this video ha- should be shown um all right just you for t- you want to tee it up quick background on what we're about to watch um Virginia just had its, you know, state elections. It's like, a, I don't know why Virginia has theirs and like at a time when like nobody else does. They vote, like governors serve like six year terms. It's super random, but um, either way, everyone knows that like it went red and, you know, Glenn Youngkin, the guy with the most like made up sounding name, even amongst Glenn them. Blumpkin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Glenn Pumpkin is now governor of Virginia and all the libs are losing their minds when, I could have told you, like, you know, the average, like, Virginia Democrat would much rather vote for a reasonable, quote-unquote, Republican than any, like, you could run, like, David Duke as a Democrat, and, like, the mo- they wouldn't vote for a Democrat. You know, the Republicans, they don't break ranks. Democrats do. That's why they won. And Virginia Democrats are a specific kind of dipshit, honestly. <laughs> but uh, either way, uh, one of the guys who won his race is Tim Anderson. He is, of course, a Republican. Um, he replaced delegate Nancy D. Guy, who was a Democrat in Virginia Beach. Um, Anderson is a gun shop owner and a lawyer. Um, he ran a fire and brimstone Trumpian campaign. Uh, Nancy Guy raised more than $2 million, which I think was like three times as much as Anderson. Um, but of course, Anderson won. And honestly, I think a big part of it was the clip that we're about to see, which is going in a long tradition of clips we've started to show on here. Uh, Republicans like blowing stuff up. Um, We saw the Marjorie Taylor Greene shoot like a preposterously large gun into a Toyota Prius with like the word socialism on it that went up in like a, like seemingly like a hundred foot fireball. So here's Tim Anderson um, taking a flamethrower to the democratic policy agenda. We're going to take that liberal agenda and we're going to get into it. (laughs) Oh my God. Jesus. These are always videoed in like the, for the listeners, like he is using like what looks like a fucking steampunk ass flamethrower on just an indiscriminate object. Like the the video is honestly so grainy. You can't really tell what he's torching. As as is the case with all these videos there, it is filmed in like, it, it looks like the barren landscapes that like Dragon Ball Z characters fight in. Um, it's just like a complete wasteland off in the middle of nowhere where he is torching the democratic policy agenda. Yeah. So uh, what did we learn today? 
know, it's an odd note to end it on. I guess like I want to see Jim Brewer do this. I think that's how I'm going to tie this together. Yeah, Jim Brewer's uh, act should end with a flamethrower bit. And um, let's uh, how about we keep well, uh, we'll keep an eye out for when Rust comes out. <laughs> the sad thing is like. If it were to come out, you would ju- like. What would you be thinking about the whole time? Like, I, I would fucking watch it. Honestly, of course. <laughs> I'm a sicko. I'm a sicko. I would, I would watch, watch it. it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm thinking, like, what? But wouldn't you think about the, like you're not thinking about the movie? Like, am I trying to promote that movie? Although honestly, it's it'll true. probably it'll probably be seen by way more people if it does get made. I was gonna say, yeah. Now if they release it, there's a lot more publicity behind it. But it would be such a sicko move. I don't know. Um, we will see. I mean, I think that the general idea is that the it's gonna it's done. Like it's never gonna be because it's gonna be this obviously it's gonna be a huge legal pain for um for uh what's his name, Dave Halls and for uh Alec Baldwin, maybe even for Hannah Gutierrez Reed. But uh but yeah, I mean the quote from the end of that LA Times article that we began with is so funny and bleak in a weird way. Like, um Apparently, the line producer's assistant um, tasked with donating the office's lamps to uh, Goodwill, like, from the set. Um, she said, no name or production, just drop it and run. <laughs> like, I think that might be, I don't know, maybe that was early on. And you now maybe that's yeah. just, like, how it looks now. But that might be how they move forward is just be like, let's pretend this, like, never fucking happened. I think these were three extreme hog stories. Um like it doesn't get much more like like jim brewer is doing like real hog comedy i wouldn't even necessarily call him like an extremely like republican comedian like i think he's just like literally like covid brain dead yeah he's just a contrarian hog he's just the guy who doesn't like you know the fact that everybody (laughs) is always telling him to wear a mask or something and his response to that is to make a podcast. Uh, I mean, can't blame him on that one. You know, we've fallen prey to that before. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not even because it's like it's like when people call Joe Rogan right wing. Like he's not really like a right winger. He's just kind of like a contrarian. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's just like just a like, contrarian doofus. Yeah. Like that's what that's going to be the pervading um, hog like archetype for Gen X guys. Cause Gen Xers grew up when it wasn't like cool to be a Republican and they're all obsessed with selling out, but they end all end up like conservatives anyway, you know, like what Billy Corrigan, um, Dave Mustaine from Metallica, like tons of Gen X musicians have like this weird, right. You said oh, from Megadeth. From Metallica. God, how do I fuck Painful. that up? He was originally in Metallica. No. Well, um, all right. What, all like the metal heads can day. take me yeah. outside and fight me for my battle jacket, I guess. Yeah. But, um, Anyway, the point is that sooner or later, everyone becomes a conservative dipshit. Yeah. You either die a hero, you live long enough to become Jim Brewer. <laughs> squawk, squawk, squawk. <laughs> it's on Broadway. It's on Broadway. Squawk, squawk. Six foot danger. Like squawk. Point of ass. Squawk. That's why when you take your shit, you go. And then when you take a piss, you go. <laughs> Yeah, he fucking rocks. Shout out. Okay, let's get him on the show. I, I could probably, I, I know people who know him, so we could do it. Coming All soon, right. Hog Planet X, Jim Brewer. This is Hog Planet.